What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson, and we've got another foiling series episode coming at you. Uh, today's guest is Pio Marasco. Uh, he is the owner of MFC uh, Maui Fin Company, and they, in conjunction with the Hydrofoil Company, make one of my favorite foils, something I've been riding for a while now, the Hydros foil. I have the 1250. I absolutely love it. I actually got some really, it was serendipitous. Right before we recorded this episode last week, um, we had a really good day of surf and I had some of my best waves I've ever had on foil on the MFC Hawaii right before we recorded. So it was it was serendipitous to have that experience and then have Pio come on this show. So um, hope you guys are enjoying the series. Please hit me up with anyone you think would make a great guest or uh, if you think you'd make a great guest, hit me up and let me know. Uh, I love having these conversations and look forward to having more of them and love feedback. So if there's anything that you'd like to hear during the uh, during the podcast, let me know. Uh, a couple notes before we get started. We have a foil camp. You guys heard the last episode with Brian Finch from Foil the World. He's coming down to uh, what we call Blue Zone, uh, Nosara, Costa Rica, to host a foil camp with Chase Kosterlitz uh, December 7th to 14th. So uh, send Brian or me or um, Foil Surf Camp on Instagram uh, a message and uh, reach out if you're interested in doing that. And the portal boards that I shape, I shape uh, boards under the the label Portal. And I have two new models. Uh, One of them I've been working on for a long time. One of them just came out, the Flight Deck and uh, the Vanish. And I'll be going into those in a lot more detail over the next little bit. But uh, the interesting thing is that I've done custom blanks now. We're doing dual stringer blanks. Uh, stringers sit right outside the boxes, so they're incredibly strong. It's like an I-beam that you have running through the board, which, you know, in the testing that I was doing uh, the last 10 days on the Vanish model, uh, your efficiency in pumping with that direct connection to your foil is probably 10 to 15% better in my estimate. It's amazing how much distance and power you get out of the pump, especially in a high aspect wing where most of your pump seems to come from that inflection of up to down. And I'll drop some video on it. I'll show you, you'll be able to see, I mean, it's evident uh, how much more distance I'm carrying out of pumps, uh, which just opens up surfing more, you know, it's like the more efficient you can be in pumping, the less energy you're burning, so the more energy you have in foiling. I know some of these guys who are like 20 years old, just cardio monsters, the guy Mike I surf with, just guys that just, you know, probably go out there and run a marathon tomorrow. I'm not one of those guys. I don't have insane cardio. So for me, the uh, the longer I can sustain the cardio to continue to surf, the uh, the more fun I'm having. And so it seems like all those little helps, all those little tweaks that are helping are getting me more uh, surfable waves. I mean, it's the one thing to go out there and just pump around for as long as you can just to see how long you can do it. But I like to surf. I'd much rather be able to focus on the surfing instead of recovering while I'm riding waves. And right now it seems like I've got about, I don't know, two to two and a half minutes of like good surf time before I'm just, you know, it's just about getting to the next wave to recover, which I'm not finding as fun anymore. I'm actually opting to just look for you know like maybe a three connection type setup where you know you're surfing for about a minute but it's surfing the whole time instead of just working on your cardio game um but you know pumping is super fun i love it but i like surfing way more so uh so that's what i'm trying to optimize for 
All right, guys, enjoy the conversation with Pio. Um, they put a lot of love into their gear. It shows if you have if you've seen one of these uh, wings, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful, man. It looks like they should be on the front of a Formula One car or something like that. Uh, and they're bulletproof, uh, as I had. I'll tell a story on the show, but I had one fall off of a car at 50 miles an hour, and I'll tell you how that went. But uh, all right, enjoy the show, and uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Pio, thank you very much for coming on the Progression Project podcast. How are you today? Very good. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty stoked about that. We've been trying to connect for a while. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's serendipitous that it worked out the way that it did because I just had probably one of my best foil sessions ever. I think I got my two best waves ever on the MFC 1250 on this right sandbank, like minute long, just insane rides, insane turns, and nice. and now we get to have this conversation. So. It seems Great. like it lined up, man. Our side. <laughs> it feels like it today. Um, so, so, so you're for MFC Hawaii. Give us the history yeah. of, of how, how you started MFC Hawaii and um, you're from originally from Italy, how you, how you got to Hawaii, the whole thing, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I came here, I was 18 years old with a dream of becoming professional winter surfers, like every kid's dream, right? And um, I just found the job right away. Start helping the MSC guys, um, you know, just importing fins in Italy and putting fins in the plastic bags and sweeping the floor, you know, the factory. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, they teach me how to foil, how to laminate. I mean, I basically learned everything from these guys. And and then, you know, up to 1996, and in 1996, um, he basically became mine. So I started working. You know, I work I work a lot of fins, windsurfing, surfing. You know, we start. You know, we won so many world championships for windsurfing, and then we start. You know, the towing era came in, where Salama, Lair, Double D. You know, we were making things for all these guys for jobs. When you know, for all the strap team, and then from there we kept the windsurfing, and uh, you know, keep. You know, we won probably I don't know, like thirty six or thirty eight world title in wow. windsurfing and windsurfing. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got really strong into surfing. And finally, you know, we got to the idol floor. I mean, the story basically is like, you know, I had a dream and I followed my dream and I worked hard to get where I am, you know, like, you know, most of the people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I am doing a, a, some, a small series on this podcast on flow, you know, the activities, why we love doing what we love, why, why we love foiling windsurfing all of that and yeah. you know they're yeah. the guys who make it in the professional realm and that can be their career and that wasn't me and then they're the guys that end up living as close to that as they possibly can and working in the industry or working in a specific location and that was me you know i ended up figuring out a way to work in costa rica and could surf every day and yeah. <clears throat> you know it, it's it's it puts so much passion into what you do because it's not just about the work you're working on what you love but it's also that because you're doing it that way you get to stay so close to the sports that you love um yes. and and then i think you have a better product at the end of it like why don't you talk through kind of how your you know windsurfing and all of that has has translated and your passion for that has translated into the way that you run mfc uh now well basically you know it's like Exactly as you said, 
you know, you, you have this dream, and, you know, and you start competing. And, you know, you do, you do okay, but, you know, you, you, know, you got to be smart in realizing it's like, okay, I'm never going to be a champion. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, I can do well, but, you know, and the things you start putting things toward, you know, to work towards the future and all your experience and all your connection that you create with people and all, you know, start doing research and development. You know, that's that's the key for me for a company. I mean, if there is not the right research and development, the right connection, you know, you things not going to happen. You know, you have to be passionate and dedicated in what you do um, to really have results, you know, and you're going to hit the wall. You know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but with mistakes, experience comes. And and that's when you, you know, you're going to start progressing if you don't make mistakes you're not going to progress you know yeah. <laughs> so and that's that's my you know let's say my motto in in msc you know you're going to have to you know get take a direction and you know we started with windsurfing you know and, and windsurfing gave us a lot windsurfing is the the reason why we start making you know surfing pins in a certain way uh we start you know obviously we don't work with the hydrofogs i mean everything comes from windsurfing for us was the base Okay. <clears throat> you know, and there, there's a lot of technology in surfing because, you know, you have a lot of gear. You have a sail, you have a board. And now with all the multifans, I mean, everything is getting so close to surfing. So we took all this technology. Um, you know, we're working with epoxy, carbon, you know, since the 90s. We work with CNC machines since 1992. Everybody's like, oh, I have a CNC machine. I mean, 1992, we started making CNC fans before I think even Windows was out. I think, you know, we were working with this German engineer who was programming all our machines on DOS. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and we started winning slalom championships. You know, you know, it's like, it's, you know, all these experience for us, all these, let's, let's call it like all these baggage, all these bags full of ideas. And, you know, we brought it into the Peahi fans. We brought it into the surfing. You know, and now we bring it to the other folks. I mean, the technology that we developed for windsurfing it's it's hardcore, you know, and and I mean a lot of most of the surfing things right now are made still made with polyester and core mat, you know. Yeah. We don't use polyester. I think I've used polyester since probably fifteen to eighteen years. Polyester resin, you know. Right. I mean it's very resin. It's great for production because you can pump things out of the mold every forty five minutes instead of epoxy. It's about two and a half hours when you cure it. But that's again, we're not looking for numbers. We're looking for products. Yeah. You know, we want to make the best product out there. That's that's my target. And that's the way, you know, I see MSC and I run MSC, you know. You know, a lot of people is like, oh, yeah, you got to do this. And everybody's doing the wing now, you know, the foil wing. And everybody, I was like, yeah, great. You know, once we're ready, we're going to go for it. I mean, we're here for a marathon. We're not here for a sprint. You know, it just gives you the idea yeah. <laughs> how we run things in MSC, you know. If things are going to happen, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we have our pace and and we work hard for it, you know. And you know, but also we want to give to customers a product. It's good, not a thing that just is out because everybody's doing it. Oh, everybody's doing is going on quads for surfing. We got to make quads. Okay, you know, we test it. We do it with our team, and we make sure that things that whatever we put on the market is make the customers go. Well, <clears throat> my only experience with your product so far is the twelve fifty hydros. And yeah. <laughs> I have to say that from everything that I've seen in foiling, I think it's the best put together product. It is absolutely insane. Whenever people come into the garage, I've got a number of wings in there. 
They yeah. always go and check out that. It looks like it should be mounted on the front of a Formula One car. Um, yeah. It's just that, absolutely that beautiful. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk. This is a this is a foiling show, and so yeah. there's a lot of different ways that we could take this yeah. conversation. But let's stick close yeah. to foiling at least for a while. Hundred percent. And let's talk about the construction on since we're already talking about quality and let's yeah. let's talk about the construction on on the foil yeah. let's talk about construction throughout the industry you know you got guys building in aluminum we got guys building you know yeah. carbon fiber some using cores in the masts yeah. um what what's been your process of testing uh for for foiling how long have you guys been making foils now and testing them and how has that what's the evolution that you've gone through um in, in that testing process and how'd you land first such a all, beautiful product right all, now? Yeah, first of all, I want to, you know, um, we need to give a shout out to the Hydro for Common, you know. Uh, the guys have been designed um, and, and have been very uh, picky, very precise in the things that they're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our attachments, if you look the way the thing is slushed, I mean, everything was designed with this purpose. Uh, for us, uh, it was really, really, extremely hard to make it happen the way that the design that, that the hydrofoils was designed. I mean, it is a high performance product. There is everything is flushed. Yep. There is no uh, places where you know there is any drags coming out. Uh, we keep improving every day. I mean, I mean, I'm, I have meetings with the production line two, three times a week on FaceTime. I have my guys in there. Um, we we go full on. This is why we can we came out a year and a half later, and our foil costs probably 20, 30 percent more than anything else on the market. It's not yep. cheap to make. It's not cheap that, like that. That is like two point nine five kilos, you know, with the ten seventy five, a three point one kilo with the twelve fifty. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't sure it's serious or problems. Obviously, I mean, whoever tells you that in the foiling industry that everything is perfect and never had any problems, I want to go <laughs> myself. <laughs> you know, it, it, everything requires, again, as I said, mistakes, uh, problems. Uh, you're going to break stuff. You're going to have things, you know, that you just don't work. You're going to have to keep making it. And something is making one or two or three foils, you know, and something else is starting making 100, 150, 50, 200 a month. That's that's a completely different story, right. you know, um, because the, the you have to be constant in what you're doing. Because also working... With Idaho Company, with Kai, Carlos, with Ridge, you know, you know, they're they're you know, they they want number one product, and we want number one product. So there is no compromise there. You know, like if you look at our back wing, you know, there is the shims. You know, we have an adjustable back wing. You know, and it's a lot of people. You know, took took a while for people to understand why we had shims. You know, but with the shims. You control the angle of attack of the back wing, so basically it becomes a completely different. You know, you have a different feelings on your foil. Yep. You have a little bit more lift, a little bit more control. Uh, you know, if, if the waist is small, you use the red shim, which is two and a half degrees. You know, most of the guys are on the black shim, one and a half degrees, and you know, Kai and or if you go toe, they're on the white shim. Yep. I you ride know, zero shim. I, I like yeah, I like no shim at all. Yeah. Well, the, the the zero shim. That's great. The white yeah, shim. you're already like at a certain level because I mean you, you're able to control the foil and you know okay going down I'm going you know maybe put pressure on my back foot you know a little bit and just yep you know have the foil come up you know but we're always looking to have a neutral foil yeah. you know we didn't want this thing to jump on the foil and all of a sudden as soon as you pick up a little speed the the no you know you have to put pressure on your front foot you know 
right. it's, it's very neutral, you know? Well, that's why I don't um, get to ride it anymore. You guys designed this very neutral, beautiful foil, and my son's yeah. 70 pounds, and he can paddle into bigger surf on it. He doesn't get launched. So now, yeah, exactly. now he's he's riding it more than I am, so I'm waiting on the 1400. Exactly. <laughs> and as far, as far as construction, I mean, we're not looking to do aluminum, not because we think aluminum is bad. I think it's great. You know, it's a good product. I mean, an aluminum mat or aluminum fuselage, I mean, you, you gain weight. Um, you know, it's super stiff. You don't have any breathing on, on the, on the, on the oil hydrofoils. I mean, I'm not against the aluminum. We're just not that type of company right now. Right. You know, we, we really want to give you like, uh, something, give the customer something, you know, that, that is number one. You know, we try, we try, you know, the, the good things for me is like be on the same page with the hydrofoil company. You know, it's like they, we, we really think the same. And we, we work hard, you know, we, you know, on, on making the, the, what we think uh, is what the customer is looking for, you know. What is the design to construction prototyping process look like with the hydrofoil company right now? Are you doing the prototypes when they have a new no, idea for a wing? Well, basically, basically what they do, they do a lot of designing, kind of a lot of testing. Cody, okay. uh, Cody's always been our writer for surfing and for foiling, and he does a lot of testing with the hydrofoil company. You know, Annie, that would be she's amazing. C Cody yeah, Kerbox you know, and Annie Starr for anyone who, yeah, yeah, and, yeah Annie, Annie writer, yeah, she's, uh, um, I think she's seventeen, you know? and and you know they're amazing, you know, and basically there's a lot of products doing that. Sometimes you know. Uh, I make I make prototypes in my facility in in one of the facilities I use in Cobra uh, in an R&D facility. You know, if there is a rush, things to do or some other stuff to test. Like for example, you know, a bunch of 1400s we made it straight in in our facility because you know of cost because I mean I was already there. I mean it depends. You know, a lot of stuff is done is done you know completely in their facility. Some others we you know we we have to do it and and basically from there we have to make sure. You know that you know it is it is uh, a product that we can give to customers. You know because you have to understand that whatever some certain writers um, are writing, it's not exactly made for customers. <laughs> you know it's like everybody wants to have, let's say, uh, you know, a MotoGP to go on a motorcycle, but it's not that everybody can buy it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be extremely hard to write certain type of wings that some writers are, are using. You know, and what we put into production with either for company is something that is suitable. It, it is it is a pushing setup. It's not a setup that it's like easy. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can jump on it and go. But, you know, it is it is um, doable for people. You know, we had some guys that bought it starting. I mean, that, you know, they had a hard time. I mean, I, I can tell you myself. I mean, I started, I started foiling, you know, on the, on the hydros directly. I never jumped on another foil. You know? mm -hmm. And I'm not an amazing foiler. I'm an okay foiler, but at the same time, you know, at the beginning, I was like, you know, the thing is, it's different. You know, you know that. You'd be right. Yeah. 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 No, it's super different. It, it took me a while yeah. to learn how to do it. You know, I wrote it for the first day and yeah. I, you know, I, I, I uh, messaged uh, Kane or Brian, someone, I think it was Kane. I was like, I can't yeah. pump this thing, man. This thing is way too small. And he's like, no, it's just completely different. You got to, and so I rethought the whole thing. And it's more of like a, like a dolphin swimming type of pump rather than a bouncing type of pump. Yeah. And, and you have to go exactly. really fast. If you lose your speed, exactly. 
then then for me at uh, you know 195 pounds i have i have a very small margin of error as far as keeping speed but if i keep speed i can go as fast as i want and if i get yeah, too slow yeah. then i i push one of the pumps right through the water column and it's over um yeah. but but it does it i mean it, it what's crazy is how little drag is on the whole rig i mean it's it's the fastest foil i've felt to date you know maybe there's something else hey, out there yeah. i haven't ridden but it's incredibly fast yeah, you can keep pushing it. You know, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, if, if you go on the 1075 and start going in on sideways, you can keep you can keep going. And that's, you know, what we're looking for, you know, what the hydrofoil company is looking for, yeah. you know, um, to give something to the customers that they can push on it. Because the sports is going to evolve. Yeah. And it's evolving daily. I don't really want to say weekly. You know, there's a lot of orders, great orders out there. There's a lot of people learning. There's a lot of people that they just like, you know, frothing for the sport and and the thing is going to keep evolving you know and for us being the guys that came out last on the market we took our time as i as i told you the beginning you know we we take our time for things you know we we, we i think that we're going to have two years sideways you know mm-hmm. um i think it's the smartest way you know i'm not sure yet but that's that's the direction that i'm um, i think that could be the best was uh, that for us was the Hydros series your for your first kind of launch into the into the sport? Was did you have a wing before that? Oh well, if you want to go back on time, when all the boys were falling at the army, we were making all the wings and adapting on the air. Okay, but for production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, we were making all the wings for our machines, not for yeah. Dave, for Double D, for Laird, and, and you know they were coming with these crazy designs. You know, but everything was flat. Yeah. You know, we never made any curved stuff. You know. So basically, we're buying the air chair set up and stick it on the board. And, you know, everybody was going with bindings and towing, rash around the oldies guys. And, and we're making all the wings, you know, front wings, back wings, and, and work on that. We worked on that for like three, four years when they were, you know, when, you know, did you have to go with a life jacket? Because the more you were get towing, <laughs> 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 the thing was so heavy there, you know, you got, you know, it looked like cement shoes from the front. So that, that you know, we work a lot of that, you know. But it was it was what probably ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two, you know. And and it was it was fun, you know, because everyone was like, "Oh, these guys are crazy! How they do what are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our first experience. I mean, it, it did pretty well, and then obviously, you know, it was not for everything. You know, who could have done that? You know, <laughs> it's the you know, there's a certain amount of people in the world that could do that with, on big waves or powder sprags or Teahi or, um, you know, Phantoms in Oahu or other waves in Kauai, you know. It's, you, need, you, need, you need to be, you need it to be at that level, you know, at that time, you know. But yeah. our first product on the market, yeah, definitely, is the Hydros, and then we have a winter oil, obviously. Yep. You know, well, we, we did ourselves, we designed ourselves, and, you know. And, I, I think that was really yeah. smart, because if you look at a lot of the production company's first generation foils, mm-hmm. they're already so dated compared to what you want to ride. I mean, they're good for learning. Like that low, the lower aspect, high, high lift, high drag wings, they're great to learn on. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, I think that the market on those is going to be very limited as we move into this second or third, you know, phase of foiling, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, this for me, I see it as a positive thing. Yeah. I don't see it as a negative thing. I mean, if, if there is all these brands that want to you know, work in that area, 
you know, and just go to China and take whatever the manufacturer offered them. Oh yeah, here. So we have three different models, open molds. You know, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put a product on the market that is not hundred percent, but I mean, it brings more people into foiling. Yep, that's you know, true. Let's say if these people bring thousand people into foiling, and you know, hundred and fifty or two hundred stays into foiling, there is two hundred more foilers. Yep. This is the way I see it. You know, um, I've never been. I mean, for sure, I look, I look at competitors. I mean, I'll be lying if I say if I tell you I don't or we don't. You know, but uh, I look at competitors for the positive things. You know, mm-hmm. I try to see the positivity in what's happening. Like it's, you know, all these like aluminum things on the market, or you can go on Alibaba and buy for four hundred and fifty dollars. That's great. Please go for it. Right. Learn on it. Understand why it costs four hundred and fifty dollars and not. 23 or 24 or 1600 or 1700 and and so you understand where 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 the market is going you know what's going to happen you know and i'm sure that some people will not continue and some other people will and yeah. eventually we buy something better yep you know L- let's talk about where the cost comes in uh in the yeah. mfc foils because they are they are quite expensive um, yeah. relative to a lot of the other stuff out there. I, I mean, I'm riding one. I know the quality, but where does the cost come in? What is the production process like? Well, um, what materials are you number using? Number one, number one uh, is the type of carbon that we're using. Okay. You know, outside is the carbon tool, which is pretty expensive. Um, all the UG750 and the high modules we have in the fuselage and in the mast. Our week, there's DVC. You know, uh, the, your the, wings the, are what? Say, say that again. All, the wings, uh, the core of the wing, it's not a foam. It's not. It's just it's a PVC CNC machine. So you're gonna hit something hanging on soft water. Yeah. You know, and it floats. Um, the weight of a, a 1250 is about one point You know, a kilo fifty, something like that. I mean, all four is three kilos. So it's an average. Right. Um, the construction. You know, our wings, our attachments are, I want to say, 99.9% compatible, you know, and mm-hmm. there's no movements. We have certain system to, to for our front wing attach, attachment and from, for our um, mass attachment to the fuselage, it requires a lot of time. So, I mean, it's almost 10 hours wow. of production time. And, and this brings the cost up, yep. you know, but if you want, you know, we have, we had warranty claims like everybody. We have people that they want to buy. Uh, they want to buy a different wing. You don't want to have, first of all, the wing that moves. You don't want the foiler to put a shim or duct tape or sand the fuselage. You don't want any type of movement in your attachments. Otherwise, the foiler is not going to work. I mean, you want, you know, you want an high-performance product that you're going to be able to pump in, in carve in a certain way. If things start moving. You're going to lose performance, you're going to slow down, you're going to have drag, and you're going to break. It's pretty simple. You know, so all these things have cost. I mean, it's, it's extremely expensive. And on top of that, to be honest with you, we started from zero. Right. I mean, our floor, I mean, Cobra's not making hydrofoils. It's just only making, making the hydros. We started by ourselves with our floor, you know, we went, brought the technology from the fence, brought the materials that we have, um, of course, being a great, uh, a great um, partner in this in this uh, situation. I mean, we basically, you know, they support us big time. You know, with a lot of different materials, access that we have, and a lot of other things that you know we can do with them. 
I mean, we've been working with them since 20 years. So, and and I I had to build my own line. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was not like, oh yeah, we're you know here's you know it's, it's not again it's not China. You know, and there is a uh, uh, good and bad about it. You know, I prefer to start from scratch and make my own line and suffer and know what I'm doing and just go somewhere else and take, you know, what they're saying and what they're making and just rely on them. I want to rely on myself and my resources, Yeah. you know, because on the long run, this is for me, this will work for MSC for all the other products, you know, and again, nothing against the other methods, but I mean, this is the method that worked for us. So again, we're on a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Not in the spring, so we want to be. I mean, for me, I want to be in control of what we're doing. So yeah. the cost uh, is a factor. You know, we're looking to to uh, you know get better on on pricing. Um, it's just going to take a bit. You know, it's just going to take a bit. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, we you know we're increasing quantities and this help uh, the cost. Uh, we you know we're we're uh, speeding up in certain area of the production steps. Um, so we're bringing the hours down of production, and this helps the cost. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of factors. You know, we we're reducing the cost of our molds uh, for some other things that you know we fix about it. So it, it, it's it's going to happen. It's just you know, I, I'm, we're doing it ourselves. You know, and, gotcha. and going through the process. You know, so let's talk about. Um specifically your mast because yeah. it's a smaller mast than anything else out there um, that I've seen, yeah. but it's also incredibly stiff, which I like. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan yeah. of, of stiff, uh, you know, and spoils. <laughs> yeah. So, so explain, explain how you're doing. Is there a core? Do you use like Armstrong uses like no. a wood core in his? No, it's just full no. carbon. It's a full carbon. And that's another added cost. For okay. example, we cannot, we cannot cut the cost you know um is it pre-preg no, heated carbon is no, it a no, wet layup no, no, how do you use, do it we use no we use well yeah or rtm i mean we use that sorry we use the rtm uh, technology what's the rtm but technology it, it basically is a resin transfer infusion you know you just lay okay up all your stuff, yeah stuff and then you you lay up all your fibers and then you have um uh, you inject the resin, you know, through some injectors. You yep. know, and then okay. You, yeah, you have to you have to cure it. But but it doesn't you know, pre is not stiffer than wet layup or it's not stiffer than RTM. You know, all these like amazing uh how do you say that? All these like rumors that people hear, oh that pre preg is so much better. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends who's building it, it depends what type of pre preg is using it. It depends how people store the creek rag. It depends the quality. You know, we use all uh, European and U.S. materials. Okay. We don't use any materials coming from Asia. On well, lower carbon, you know, lower resin comes from Europe, and some other stuff comes from the U.S. Um, because the quality is better and it costs more money. We have to import it into Thailand. You know, we can get some stuff from Korea or from China. It ain't gonna be the same quality. Yeah. You know, so we don't even touch that subject. You know, I have options. Um, and we tried it and it was not work. you know, it was good, but it was not what we have. So again, we, we really focus on the quality, you know, and yeah, you'll laugh at this story real quick. Um, we were going to tow a couple weeks ago and yeah. the waves were pumping. Like it was, it was, it was a great day and we were rushing to get out there. And when we loaded up the truck, I forgot to tie down 
uh, the small boards, Demo's board, my son's board that we tow on, which yeah. is like this little, I forgot to tie it down. And we're driving to foil and about 20 minutes into the drive, I had that thought and I looked back and it was gone. And it blew out on a highway. We were doing about 50, 55 miles an hour. And the board got kind of messed up and the foil landed and then slid across the road into the grass. And I only lost maybe a quarter inch of a wingtip. And that was it. I, I thought it was going to be, well, first off, I was terrified that it would have hit a car or a person or something like that. So I was yeah, very yeah, grateful I that I got away with uh, making like a tremendous uh, mistake. But then, yeah. you know, I thought the foil was for sure just going to be ruined and you don't even yeah. notice. It's it's wild how strong that thing is. Oh, no, it's, it's, you know, again, you know, back onto the math, you know, you know, we have some some comments like, oh, your mass is too flexible. It's like, well, the mass is stiff, but it moves because the way the riders, the riders, they're surfing for it. They're not turning horizontally, but they're carving. So if you have a completely piece of brick, you know, like you have some stiff ends and surfboards, you, you know, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. <laughs> I mean, if you look like at some of our riders, you know, the JF and stuff like that, I mean, they, they, they're, they're amazing surfers, you know, so they brought surfing into foiling. You know, Kai does the same thing, you know. Yes. And, and this is why, you know, but again, um, especially right now, we're working on a new, uh, I mean, not a new, but we're working on, on the 70 and the 82 and the 92 masks um, on some layups um, that I'm going to bring back when I, when I come back around, right before Thanksgiving. What sizes um, are those? Of 70, 82, and 92, which, okay. you know, we're basically using some different different type of carbon, and uh, I made some different layups, you know, uh, understand also, you know, where we're surfing comes in, you know, sorry if I, you know, but it's important that, you know, people understand, you know, the layups, you know, we do, we, we, we used to do, and we still do a lot of carbon things for mm-hmm. slum and racing that, they, you know, they go 45 knots, you know, so... So this type of stuff is to be built in a certain way. The way the UT is laid out, the, the type of carbon you use. And so we took all this technology, you know, we brought it into the map, you know, and, and we already have an know-how on how to build certain things. You know, it's really easy to make a super stiff map. Yeah, you put boot core, you put steel, you put G10 in there. Great. The map needs to breathe, you know, because you want something that moves and is connected with your board and with your body when you're falling. It's not just about, you know, you know, a piece of metal under your book, you know. So it's, it's a lot of uh, different technologies and ideas that we took from previous experiences and research and development of our products. And, you know, we brought it into, into the foil, you know. Everything is in epoxy. We use the French resin, Sikomen, and, you know, no problem. Of, so some of the secrets, I mean, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People can go and look at it. You know, we're not, you know, it's not rocket science. People can go and buy it. And it's going to cost you a little bit more money. Right. You know, that's the, that is the point that, you know, you know, some, some brands just not, you know, they, they're looking at the market. I mean, I mean, there's foils that there for like $800. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. we can't compete with that. It's not, we don't want to compete with that. We can't, you know, for now. Right. <clears throat> um, so let's talk about um, kind of the, the feedback that you're getting from team riders. So, you know, you've got, you know, Kai, Adam Bennett, and yeah. does the design feedback come back through you or does that go directly back to the, to the hydrofoil it, company or what are you hearing? Well, 
basically all, all the, a lot of the feedback was bad for compliments. Okay. Was, which means, I mean, honestly, we're, uh, let's say, two miles away. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? It's back and forth. And, you know, it's Rich, it's Kai's brother. I mean, Kai has been using, um, you know, a lot of MC stuff for a long time. I mean, it's a, it's a beach talk. It's, it's like, it's, there is not like, oh, yeah, let's have a beach, but you know, talk about feedbacks. You know, right. for example, right now I just made uh, some 1250 uh, in different construction. You know, I made some 1250 that are like 800 grams, you know, and, you know, still testing, you know, and we want to make sure that, you know, doesn't break or if it breaks, we'll make one that's 900 grams. You know, we increase a little bit of the carbon here and there, you know, so uh, and the feedback comes through text messages or a phone call or a picture with a broken stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's, you know, it goes to us and goes to, you know, and a lot of stuff that Kai does personally um, with the Alpha company, he stays, he stays in Kai, you know, and in Kai's head. And it's important that because, I mean, he, he, he works hard, you yeah. know, and, and again, these are not gear that's going to be available to customers and your customers, it's not, they're not going to be able to write something. Mm-hmm. How know? much different also, is... You know, Sorry, how much different is Kai's setup than, you know, what you're selling production? Well, mostly, mostly he rides the 1075. Okay. But, you know, it, 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 a lot of times on big weight, different stuff. And, and, you know, we've continuously testing also for the Molokai Oahu, you know, and she won two M2Os already, you know, and it's probably going to want to do a third one, you know, and, and things, you know, they're going to happen, you know. And so he has to be, keep doing R&D. Can you talk you about know, the wing he used in in this year's race? Not, not really. No. The <laughs> <laughs> question you can have uh, for Kai in his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. You know, I told you in the beginning. I'm like, if you make me some questions I can't answer, I'll be straight with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that people are doing some downwinding though on the 1250 and maybe 1400 is is that true yeah yeah um, basically cody was on the 1400 and me was on the 1400 the 1400 is the fastest wing for downwind if it's windy if it's windy you know um, yep. yeah you you want to i mean the 1400 is extremely fast i, I think mean, that's going to be my think, surf wing yeah oh yeah exactly people use it for surfing too i mean heavier yeah. guys but when you start getting speed people think oh yeah it's a big wing it's going to be slow i'm like uh-uh. You know, and plus there is another important factor. A lot of people are so stuck. It's like, I need a 2,000 weight. I need an 1,800 weight. I'm like, everything is, um, uh, as you say, it's, it's compared to what kind of profiles you're using, what kind of construction you're using, how is your setup. You don't need a big, thick wing, you know, to just go on, on small waves or light wind. You know, this, this, this thing that, you know, everything has to be so thick. So we have more left and the angle of attack is to be 2.5 or 3 on the front and others you on go. That's a thing from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, positions on your board, it makes a huge difference. I mean, you, you experience it with the MC, yep. you know, where, you know, it goes way more forward than a lot of other foils just because you can't control it, you know. And and the way the wings designed, you know, and, and the Idaho company did an amazing job in doing that. Uh, the way it's built it, you know, is it moving? Because every time you pump, if the thing is moving, you know, lose energy. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 it gets, it, it, 
it's, it's a number of factors, you know, makes it happen. Yeah. I just did a new run of prototype boards. I have a new model I call the Vanish and I just am yeah. testing constructions and I've had this hypothesis that, you know, everyone's been striving to go as light as possible. And, you know, if, if you think about it, like, you know, I'm a riders between 140 and, you know, 200 pounds, 230 pounds, whatever. And, you know, where does that board weight come in and swing weight and swing weight, something I played around with a, a lot in my stand up. I do a lot of stand up paddle surfing. Yeah. Um, surfboard design and swing weight is more important than size in a lot of ways and so i've had some of these same thoughts in in uh, in foil board design and so i'm testing this new board right now and it's it's heavier than most of the boards i've ridden probably by about three pounds but it is incredibly rigid and i do a dual stringer right on the boxes with it mm -hmm. and it's amazing how that stiffness allows you to transfer energy directly into the yeah. foil <laughs> and everything turns all my turns are better all my foils pumping is better on all my foils yeah. um it's just crazy how important it is to not like to your point there to not lose energy in the process yeah you um, don't want yeah it's, it's wild it's, it's you don't want to you know if you if you look the, the way that kai's boards are built by key Mm -hmm. because, you know, or you know, or all the all the boards they keep built for other riders. The construction again, it comes from winter feet. <laughs> Does it? In in what way? Yeah. In, in the way we build winter boards, you know, uh, you know, all the sandwich construction, you know, all the you know the pill ply, all the the carbon we're using, the way we left the carbon, the way that, you know the foam that we use. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. You know, <laughs> it is. We were able to just like. You know, take all this technology and transferring to surfing, transferring to foiling, transferring to fans. It's it's amazing. You know, it's windsurfing is it's a pretty high level technology sport. You know, uh, but it, it, it like a seven ten boards is five kilos. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't break. You and know? it's got a, it's so, dealing with a lot of force. You know, wind yeah, and a lot of force. I mean, pounding. You to do double double loops. You know, and you know, it means a double looks six, seven meters up in the air. You know, when you land, you know, it's, it's a heavy one, you know. Mm -hmm. So, we're experiencing the same things with the wings now, you know, because the team is just doing 30 foot jumps. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everything is evolving and falling so fast. We didn't know last year what that the wing was happening and that the guys were still jumping and riding six foot waves, you know. You know, we so we have to improve. The construction and how we build things, yeah. you know, it's because it's, it, in the end, the customer wants something that you know is able to just, you know, we have some customers that are like, oh, I just run to the reef or I eat a turtle, poor turtle, obviously. Right. And before it broke, I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> or what happened to your foil? It's like, well, how why did you break the match? Well, I just, I was kind back with my kite and I just, uh, you know, hit the bottom. I'm like, hmm, all right. <laughs> Do you think I can have a claim? I'm like not sure about that you know <laughs> customers don't think so you gotta build something customer proof you know yeah what are you seeing <laughs> right now on maui that is showing you glimpses of the future of foiling what do you you know no one i, I didn't see where foiling was gonna head uh you know a few years ago i dave kalama was trying to get me to you know 
entertain it probably three years ago. And I was just like, I, I didn't see it at the time when I was living in Costa Rica. But then, you know, now right. obviously it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, the sport has changed so much between now and then. I love the sport, you know, right now. But where do you see it going? Uh, that, that is a very tough question because uh, if you ask me the same question a year ago, still you don't know what to answer and look what's happening. And I can tell you definitely there's going to be um, an evolution, wing design, constructions, and stuff like that. But as far as sport, I mean, now we have the wing. What's next? Right. <laughs> you know, well, what people are going to come up with, you know, it's, it's really... This is why also one reason why we're on this marathon, you know, and, and look around and maybe decided to win two-year cycles because everybody's like making new things, new things and flood the market and, and keep selling because, you know, it's short, short-term short business, making money, making money. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to make money. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants the business to be successful. But uh, we also want to be in a position where, you know, we, again, we give the customers what they, what they like, what they want. As far as where the sport is going, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's definitely going to keep going. I can tell you for sure because of the way we see the sales are going. And, you know, the market is a little flooded. The market is a little flooded right now. And I think there's going to be a cycle yep. um, where people is going to, you know, there's, there's a lot of brands. Um, a lot of brands in, there's a lot of brands. By the way. A lot of these brands are in the same area. You know, fighting on pricing and fighting my fault is better than yours. And everything comes from the same factory. Everything looks the same. Um, so some will survive, the one that has more marketing money. Some other ones, we're probably going to go down. You know, it's just it's just the, the nature of business. And um, so I, th- I think, you know, obviously the sport is here for a long time, you know, for what I can see. Um, and... I, I personally think design and technology, that's what's going to succeed, you know, give, give something to the customers that, you know, you have constantly positive feedback. You learn from customers and you, you listen to your customers and you move forward. So for us, we listen to customers because we can do what we want in the manufacturers, in production line, you know, so we're learning from customers too, you know, um, that's, that's what I see, honestly, Eric. Yeah. Um, How? It, 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 <clears throat> Go ahead. So, sorry. Uh, and folks, I always say this, but we've got a little bit of a delay. So if it sounds like we're talking over each other, it's because there's oh, a little delay yeah. with Skype and yeah. um, Peels no, in Hawaii right. right now. So yeah. I'm not trying to be rude. Some, you know. No, I'm <laughs> Italian. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Brian, Brian from Foil the World and I were talking the other day, and we were yeah. trying to understand, to guesstimate how many people are like really legit foiling right now what what would your guess be i don't know i have i have so many mixed numbers and for a while i was really trying to understand how many foils are sold on the market how many foilers are around how many there's so many that you know what ain't gonna make a difference for for us we're just gonna have to make a product yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) Uh, but but from from a global perspective like do you think that we're a sport of you know a thousand people or ten thousand people it's tough it's tough to guess It's tough to get, but definitely not a thousand people. Um, More than a thousand people. people. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you start counting, if you start counting Brazil, South America, yep, uh, that wasn't even touched yet. Um, you start, and there was a lot of foreigners there. Uh, Australia, it's coming. Yep. Um, Europe, um, 
moving. You know, France is moving, you know. Um, the thing is, when guys need to understand that foiling, you know, they have to go foiling spots where you cannot serve. Basically, the weights are not good enough, you know. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of spots that you're going to look at that before you were not looking at these spots. So these are foils. A lot of, you know, a lot of spots are good for foils. So this will bring more people into the water. Um, as far as numbers, honestly, Eric, I don't know. 10,000, maybe? I don't know. I mean, everything is related to the foiling sales, and I, I really hear a mixed number. Oh, the foiling market is 60,000 foils. The foiling market is 10,000 foils. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It, it's probably you really know? frothy guys buying 10 apiece. The what? <laughs> it's, it's, pro- it's probably guys like me and my crew and all of us who are, who are buying as many foils as we can to test everything. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, what we experience, we experience, you know, like, like there is a lot of demand. You know, um, but you know, in some in some areas, it still didn't take off. Right. You know, on the East Coast, for example, you know, not sure if it really took off. No, there's nobody you know? here. I'm I'm in North it's Florida, okay. and it's just uh, me and my friends who foil here. It's inc- it's incredible. Right. I mean, it's so good here too for it. It's, it's I awesome. I think the wing will bring more foilers. Maybe. Because it's, uh, I don't want to say it's easy, you know, but, you know, prone, prone foiling is not the easiest sport in the world. No. You know, so there is that. Um, I'm not sure, honestly. So, I mean, if I, have to, if I have to run after the sales numbers, I mean, I have these numbers all the time and I stop paying attention. Yeah. Because at the beginning, as I told you, I'm like, I hear so many mixed things, you know, and we have people, you know, not a lot of people around for a while. I'm not that old, dude. Forty nine, but, <laughs> but I <start> early. <laughs> so, I so extremely early. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me about you and foiling. How much time do you yeah. spend on a foil? You know, not where where does it? Lately. Not that much lately. Well, I came back in you know, August, August, September. I went a lot of time. You know, I foil a lot, and then you know the waves came in, so I stopped surfing again, windsurfing, and then. Right now, it's about probably three weeks for a jump on the foil. Yeah. It's more, you know, it's, it's time. It's time, yeah. you know, and the way the company's running right now, you know, we're expanding and, and we're doing so many uh, different collaborations with different people, different different things going on. And, and it's hard to just be in the water every day. Also, from here, you know, got to go to the harbor, 30 minutes, 30 minutes drive, plus half hours, four or five hours. You know, surfing ten minutes on the spot. Yeah. Um, I I wish I could have more time. I tell you hundred percent. You know, like actually right now there's no wind, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, can make make a couple hours. You know, there's waves. You know, In the last few days I've been thinking about it, but priority is obviously MSC and whatever is the easiest things for me to get me in the water. Gotcha. You know, um, I'm not good. I'm okay. I can foil, but you know, it's the testing is done by by the guys. Right. You know, I can keep progressing. You know, all that stuff I can do it myself. But when you, you do know, you foil, get sometimes, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all my. I want to get out there so bad. When you when you do foil, what are you riding? What, what's your setup look like? Oh, I have a twelve fifty and I have a Drifter KT, a Yeah, five hundred. I'm hundred and eighty, hundred and eighty-seven pounds. Pretty yep. heavy. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, that's what I ride. 
I mean, I felt I start with smaller boards and it's okay, but then I thought, you know, having a bit more volume, you know, it, it makes me catch more waves. Yeah. You know, it's easier for me to get more weight, especially if I go in spots like, you know, when I came back here in August, you know, Southwell was pumping, you know, but the waves are different. You know, it's not the North Shore. So I figure like having a little bit bigger board, you know, helped me to just get more weight so I can progress, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, you look at all the guys in the water with these tiny boards and, oh, what this board is. It's like, yeah, you can't, you're going to get half of the waves, you know? Um, the setup I use, I use the black shim for now. You know, I learned, if, I mean, actually, my first wave was on 1075. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's my awesome. My first wave, like, yeah, a few years ago, I was like, you know, I had this, like, 5.8, they keep made, this red board that was at the hardware, and I, and I just jump on it, and I was like, when, you know, and I start flying on this 1075, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on 1075, and then the 1250 is quite easier. Did, did you, you know, foil... I, on when did you windsurf foil or kite foil yeah. first? I, I you know yeah I mean I I can I can windsurf foil but I never wing. okay I never use the wing I'm actually that's the thing I really want to learn I was talking to Miki from Nash the other day I'm like oh I want to go with you man you're just doing a lot of winging I want to go with you you know <laughs> so we're really good friends I mean I'm I'm ever really interested in a lot of matches because of all the other sports you know like they use lots of my products on their Nash boards and you know actually you know, windsurfing so. Um, and you know that's the thing that actually would like to try. You know, the foiling experience. I mean, we're doing a lot of testing for the windsurfing pools in Thailand. It was perfect. It's like eight, ten. So we were building the windsurfing pools there and go test at the beach there. You know, and and it was 2016, 2000, yeah, something like that. And it, it was it was really fun, really really fun. You know, so. Um, I think uh, it's good you brought up this point because a lot of people think, you know, there, there is a weird feeling about foiling because you're flying above the water, you're not touching the water. So some people are like, it's, you know, a little bit um, hesitant, you know, because basically you're not riding a board, but you're riding a wing that is half meter under your feet. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, at the beginning, a, a different feeling. You know, it's like, I mean, as you know, if you feel that you're falling on a surfboard, you can't kind of catch it up and recuperate it. If you feel you're falling on your fall, you eject, right? Yep. <laughs> because basically, when, when you feel like you're falling, you're already in the water. You, you're not in the water, but basically the wing already, you, you already lost it. Right. So, you know, so they, all these things that need to be, you know, you need to work on the field, you know, that's completely different from, from surfing. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the guys who got hurt early on were all surfers because, you know, I know f from my experience too, you, yeah. all your instincts are wrong. Yeah. And, and so yeah. you get into a situation where something starts to happen and then you default to your, to your habits from surfing and, and then that goes the wrong way on you and then you're in a bad situation. Um, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, and everything is mostly from foot riding, um, it, it happened to me. I go foiling for like two, three days and then I go surfing and everything is different. Happened mm -hmm. to Keith. Keith and I, we talk all the time about this. And sometimes Keith spoils, you know, he's a really good foiler and he foils for like two weeks in a row and then he goes back to surfing. And it's like, ah, oh, it took me like 10 waves, you know, five, four, five, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, you know that, you know, you're surfing. Yeah. It's really, it, it is a different thing, you know. It's still, you know, you're still in the water, but it's a different, different feeling. Different for way sure. of riding it, you know. You, you know, you, you get a lot of waves, you know, that basically you're not getting surfing. You're surfing a different part of the waves. I mean, look at Kai. 
you know, uh, or, or top riders like that or Adam, you know, but, you know, it's, you're in a different part of the waves. You, you look at the way different, you know, it, it is, it is a different sport. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely the windsurfing helps because you have that feeling of being above the water, yep. you know, so, or I don't kite. So, but, you know, for the kiters with the same, there's a lot of good kiters here, you know, that they very good prone foilers or stand up out of foilers because of that feeling, you know, they, they get it right away. You know, you already have the balance of the pressure. What I suggest that you probably know that when you suggest a lot of other people is get towed. Yeah, behind a boat. If you start for sure. to go behind a ski or behind a boat, in 30 minutes you fly. Yep. If you never fall before, you know, yep. you just stay really low and, you know, just keep your, you know, your center low and, you know, without making weird movements, you're going to start flying. Yep. That, that's absolutely true. And it's a good yeah. way to understand that feeling in a very benign environment where. Oh, 100%. You know, for example, um, if you allow me to talk about this, we have. Sure. We work with this company, I mean, with a school in Tenerife in the Canaries. Um, it's a TWS school. And then doing a foiling school with the Hydros. What oh, are cool. they doing, basically? Yeah, they have they have a boat, and they built the bar on the side of the boat, the carbon bar. So basically, the foiler, when he's learning, is attached to this bar. And he starts foiling, and it's basically three meters from the boat. So the instructors are talking to him. And That's perfect. They put, so, they put so many people on the board. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know? And, and it's really easy. Because, you know, when you're told on the rope, you got, you know, hey, you're doing this, what are you doing? You know? Right. <laughs> and, you know, for example, if I get told, I, I can stand up on my board and just be low and have the boards in the water. I don't need to stand up like Tony. You know, I have no straps, you know? So it's complicated for people that never done this before to just have their foot you know, be laid out in the water, have the board sideways, the foil, and then get towed by the ski or the boat and get on the board, they're going to fall. Yeah. So with a system like that, you know, they can actually be holding themselves on this bar, you know, put their foot on the board with no straps to keep the board straight. You know, basically they're already in the startup position. You know, and it makes a big difference. You know, not everybody can just hold, hold the rope, you know, with their abs and their core and just stay without straps balancing on the board or maybe one hand you, you hold the rope and the other hand hold the rail of the board and you know not everybody can do that you know we can do that but most of the people most of the beginners can't yeah. so you got to give them the possibility to learn and you know on this system i suggest you know to a lot of people that's probably the best system i've ever seen so far yeah um <clears throat> i think that sounds genius to have a yeah. fixed board yeah. to tow on I, I hadn't thought about that before that, that's a great yeah, idea it's on the side of the boat and it's pretty yeah. easy you know they built it and it's actually removable that's awesome you know you can yeah it's, it's, these guys are smart I mean they, they they've been doing foiling school winter school kites for a long time yeah it's called the TWS it's in, uh, it's in Madonna, it's in Louisville, they do it in okay um, have you yeah. seen the current trend of uh, the chopping down of, of the rear stabilizer, the rear wings happening right now? Yeah, everybody wants wants small back wing. Yeah, have you guys started you developing know? smaller rear wings? Yeah. I just chopped a 22 down to a 12 and pff, I've got a couple wings that now have just jumped to life. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> How, you, you, um, a lot of foils have longer fuselages. Yep. 
when you guys have different you know? size fuselages, yeah. why don't you talk yeah. through the difference between chopping a rear wing and shortening a, a fuselage? Well, how how would those feel everybody. different? Well, you know, you, you're chopping a stabilizer, so you're giving up stability for turning. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, pro- and obviously going fast, you know. Yep. If you shorten the fuselage, you're going to bring the two wings closer together. So your radius is different. You know, on a 63, on a 76 fuselage, you have a longer radius turn because the distance in between the front wing and back wing are 76 cm. <laughs> right. uh, our fuselage, for example, is 63. So the radius is narrow. Then we have a 58. So the radius is narrow. You have really tight turns. Right now, I have the guys on 53. The 53 is coming to the market in two, three months, two and a half wow. months, three months. We're going to be able to deliver. You know, we keep, we keep testing. Yeah, we're making smaller back wings, we're making uh, different front wings, but again, the fuselage is the first things you want to touch. You know, if you want to really tie your radius, you're going to give up stability. So if you have a 53 or 55 fuselage, 50 fuselage, and then you have a smaller stabilizer, I mean, you got to be good for it. Nothing wrong with it, you know? Um, plus, when you chop the wing, you know, you're going to start attaching critical profiles uh, that people put a lot of time into it. Yeah, you know, no, you, for sure. You, you know what I'm saying? It's not a spin. Um, on the back wing or on the front wing, there is three or four or five different type of profiles to create that type of lift, that type to reach that type of speed, to create that type of, type of stability. It's not about just the surface area, as I told before. Oh, I want an 1800 wing because I am, you know, I, I, I think I need a bigger wing, you know. It's the old setup that work together. Yeah. So <laughs> the chopping, I think it's good because it means people are thinking and people want to improve and I'm, I'm all for it. I'm stoked to see all these things happening. You know, I mean, this, this, is, this is what we want to see. Again, going back from like where the falling is going to go. We want to see people excited. We want to see people making their own modifications. Well, I want to see people build their own forts. I want to see people build the craziest things ever. You know, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because that's how the sport is going to go. It means, means that people are excited. And I'm going to chop my wing because I want to do this, this, and that. But then you be aware that you're going to touch some profiles, you're going to touch some things that, you know, down on the machine, down on the meta molds, you know, that, you know, that they will create different type of uh, feelings on your, you know. But it's, it's a beginning. It's a beginning mm-hmm. of like where we can go, you know. Maybe you want a very short uh, wingspan back wing, but you have to make it wider, you know, because, you know, you don't know. We don't know yet, you know. Definitely everybody's trying. We're trying different stuff, but. You know, we started, you know, reducing the fuselage length to give, um, just turn tighter. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you reduce the stability with the shorter, through the shorter fuselage, that's for sure. You know, the fold is more nervous, you know, you gotta be a little bit more advanced, but, you know, your turns are gonna be something different. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you, what I've felt in, in the chopping that we've done. And, and that was the exactly. joke that, you know, Brian from For the World and I were joking around about it the other day, and yeah. he's like, you know, yeah feeling bad that someone spent so much time designing some rear <laughs> wing and you know he's taken <laughs> the saw to it i'm actually stoked when i see it because again <laughs> people are thinking you know and that's what we want we want people to be thinking we want people to experiment right. because there's going to be a feedback there's going to be a feedback from the customer it's going to be a feedback from brian it's going to be a feedback from you it's going to be feedback from somebody and you're going to keep learning i mean if you think you know everything about what you're doing um, no, that's not us. <laughs> we know a little bit, and we're gonna keep learning from people. We're gonna keep learning from, uh, you know, from customers, and 
you know, we're here to listen. You know, there's always room to improve. There's always room to just be be better. You know, in what we're doing. You know, right. So we've got a couple. We got a couple more minutes. Why don't you let us know what's yeah. com- coming out for uh, MFC over the next, say, three to six months? Cause what can we be excited about? And when are the next fourteen hundreds coming out? Because I'm on the list. Well, the fourteen hundred is here. We have. You have you have more ready. more in stock because they were out. Yeah, I was trying yeah, to get yeah. my we hands on them. Yeah, I can ship it to you right away. All right. I'm, I'm sorry that nobody contacted you. I mean, it's been probably pretty crazy, you know, with the competitions and stuff like that. But you know, we're we're plenty of stuff. I mean. Let's get in touch later, you know, we can, okay. we can ship one right away from out. Um, <laughs> okay, we have a pre-select season three coming out. Um, that obviously, you know, as I said, you know, it's going to make everything, you know, so we'll be, you know, we'll be way more turning. Um, working on new stuff that we're going to release uh, for next week. Okay. So again, for now, we're, we're keeping the, the two-year cycles. Um, to make sure, you know, that, you know, we, what we're going to put out, you know, it's something that is performing. And again, we're going to be on top of the game. You know, so we have a new research involved right now, if you're interested in that. And the good things is the, it's called the Elias. And the front wing and the back wing are compatible with the height. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we're using uh, the backwing from uh, the Hydrus, the backwing 300. And then we're using uh, two different front wings. And people, they're going to be able to just switch big wings back and forth. So this is going to be something that would just bring something different to the market. Because everything to become um, uh, interchangeable. So, and... I'm sure that a lot of people will do a lot of different experiments <laughs> and a lot of chop here and there, let's be said. You know? <laughs> so, so I'm excited for, I'm excited for what, what people are going to do with all this new stuff coming out. You know? Is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know if you heard about these guys in California that, you know, it's like adapting the front wing of the hydros to the fuselage of somebody else and to the mass of somebody else and doing things with this machine and I don't remember his name, but we had a touch with him for a while. Man. It's an amazing machine. Then he creates like an hybrid foils with different brands. Our awesome. front wing and different fuselage and he made an attachment for the mask to use somebody else's mask and he made his own back wing, you know, and we want people like that. We want people like this. We're learning from it, you know? <laughs> That's epic. So right now, right away, we have fuselage 53. Okay. You know? And we're going to keep pushing the 1400, the 1600 wing, the packs, um, again, I'm sorry, we have uh, our 1600 pack is going to come also with the 70 mask, because right now it comes with the 82 okay. uh, for downwind and stuff. Then we have um, 1400 pack, obviously. And then we created two different packs. It's called the 1075 and 1250 XL. Basically, these two packs, they come with the 82 mask. Why? Because kiters love this foil. Again, we're going to make this foil for kiting, and they love it. So most of the kiters, they ride when it's windy, obviously, and also when the wind is pretty strong, so they have a little bit more chop. So they want to be longer mass. So we create this pack especially for that. Ah, uh, makes sense. So Yeah, so these are the new things coming up. And um, again, uh, you know, uh, looking to release something different, you know, for next winter. Right on. <clears throat> well, you've been very gracious with your time, P.O. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, thank you. Any any <laughs> final uh, 
final thoughts you want to leave folks with? How do they follow you personally? How do they follow uh, well, MFC, MFC Hawaii? Hawaii on Instagram, MFC Hawaii on Instagram, and then we have Facebook page, and we have a website, which is also an online store, yep. uh, mfchawaii.com. Um, you know, we're connected with the Hydrofoil company, so the Hydrofoil company has an Instagram, which is at the Hydrofoil company. Um, their website is www.thehydrofoilcompany.com. Uh, and yeah, who's writing... Who's riding MFC foils that people should follow? You got Mr. Bennett's Adam well, Bennett's. You got Kai Lenny. Adam, there's Kai that's using it. You know, um, then we have Cody, Annie, Keith. Um, we have this. You know, we don't have a huge team yet. You know, we're working on. We have a, a lot of opinion leaders, a lot of different writers, but you know, we we, we work. We keep our team pretty pretty small. Right. You know, because we want to dedicate time to the lives. We want the guys to be happy. You yeah. Know, and well, if you've got Kai and you've got sure. Adam, you're you're kind of set, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Kai's not really in you know, our heart, you know. Right. Kai Kai rides whatever he likes, you know. And for now, he likes us. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep working hard to make it like you know what we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Well, Pia, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to hit you up right after this, asking you for some yeah. photos and, and some stuff. And, and to the listeners, any questions, you know, just go to the website and just send a mail. It goes actually straight to me, believe it or not. Okay, I'm the one excellent. that take care about a lot of the technical questions because until now, you know, I just want to do it myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, your passion shows in your product. You know, Thanks you can see lot. it when you... I appreciate uh, it. You know, it's it's a beautiful. Like if, if people haven't laid eyes on the Hydros yet, you know, at least at least check it out because it's a beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful I setup. Think that things takes time, Eric. I mean, again, you can tell, man. For the marathon. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. And I laid down probably some of my best turns I've ever done on a foil today. I'm stoked. Um, so stoked, man. So it's cool to uh, to get to experience that and then get to chat with you right afterwards. So beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, thanks so much.